What is going on, everybody? It is Friday. You know what that means. It's another edition of Curveballs and Share Shots. We are back. My name is Brandon Tanguma. Alongside me, as always, sometimes, but most of the time, is my lovely and esteemed co-host, Dominic Hobson. Dominic, happy Friday. You made it through another week. Congratulations. Good job, Sailor. Thank you. Congratulations. Dominic, how are you doing today? It's okay. Snow. No blow. Just go. How is the snow? You know, being only being a former Californian, only seeing snow usually on vacations. How is it living in snow? How how much different did you expect it to be? Easier, harder, about the same? Let, let people know, no Mr. X out there in Kentucky. I assume, I think he deals with the snow, but let, 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 let those other ignorant Californians know what's up with the snow. Well, snow is uh, basically frozen rain that falls from the sky when it's cold enough outside. Um, I believe that's hail, but go on. Don't fucking correct me ever again. Sorry, you are the below freezing expert around here. Um, no, I, I working in the snow is dog shit. Living in the snow is not bad. Uh, it's the fact that you know you you take a step and you don't know if you're stepping in a centimeter of snow or you're going knee high. So there's been plenty of times at work. Oh, you where... step on a stake. It ain't talking beef. Or nail, but, but, uh, but yeah, I think that's the hardest part is fucking coming. It's, you know, my boots are, are California made boots. Not that it's like a thing, but it's like, I'm just saying, you know, they're not meant to be getting covered in snow. So my socks are constantly wet and, you know, having to dry my boots from going to get home is annoying. And, you know, it's just, it's fucking annoying. It's, fucking annoying but living in it it's not bad it's not bad at all that's nice that's nice uh how how's it been what are we coming up on like two three months now have you kind of established yourself you kind of know the area well enough how, how how's that going dominic i think i know the area better than my dad already damn because so. well because you know you out there working driving all over the place you own the valley exactly yeah and and idaho and idaho just western Idaho, or how deep into the hoe do you get? Just, just, just west, just the west side. Okay. Oh, yeah. you you said a couple of weeks ago that you were going to be a truck driver. Did you uh, actually do that? Can we get an update on your excursion to Seattle? Oh no, I, it never went. Oh damn it! Why not? The guy I was supposed to go with was a little pussy ass bitch and called HR and said I can't sit in a car for six hours because my back's all fucked up. And HR is like, "Yep, that's right." So they canceled that trip. So. Did you miss out on pay because of that? No. Okay. Okay. Just you know, stayed, that, that's stayed, stayed in the so office and you know did audits. Oh, you're an office boy. Mm -hmm. I thought you're a hard working in the field man. Sometimes. 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 But we we trek on, right, Dominic? Never. What's up with you? Oh, okay. Thank you. Um, 
uh, nothing too much. I know we're not a football. We, I mean, we are a football podcast, but we're not a, a football podcast. Two great World Cup games today. Um, unfortunately, Messi still in the tournament. Damn, but it's okay. Ronaldo on the bench. Brazil, Portugal is going to move on. Brazil, not so much. Hate to see it. Two penalty shootouts today. Both were electric. Can't wait for tomorrow. England. Hopefully, Portugal takes care of business. It ain't that. Ain't that scary? Ain't that good of a game against Morocco? But then we get England and France tomorrow. That should be electric. Cool. No job update. There never is going to be a job update, probably. But almost killed a little kid today while driving. So that was fun. Is this premeditated murder, manslaughter? It was not pre. It was not premeditated murder. Um, it was a young. African-American child. Ooh, hate crime. I know. And uh, he was on a scooter and I was leaving work and I was backing up uh, because usually I park in the driveway. But for whatever reason, my cousin was six. So he was there. So it was taking a spot in the driveway. So I parked outside. Anyways, I was parked on the street and I was backing up so I can drive away. And I checked my mirrors because I'm a very good driver. I checked both mirrors, making sure. Wait, why are you backing up on the street? Were you boxed in or something? Well, yeah, I was. Parked in front of another car, so I had to back up a little bit so I had space to drive out. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I backed up, and it was like right around a corner, but I'm like right by the corner, just kind of far off the corner. So I thought, oh, I have, I can see perfectly fine, and I look in my left, or I look in my right, nothing, and I stay looking my left, and I keep backing up. And right when I was about to like in between of stopping, maybe backing up a little bit more and going forward, all of a nowhere, this kid just darts out with a scooter out of nowhere. It scares the fuck out of me. And then he looks at me. He gives me a head nod, and I give him a head nod. We move on. As I almost had a heart attack and almost died. Or he almost died. But that's about it. It's okay. You know, I uh, my life flashed before my eyes, I think, yesterday when I'm walking down someone's concrete stoop and hit the last one, and my legs started sliding out from underneath me, and I'm thinking, like, I'm going to fall backwards and crack my head open on this curb. Great. And then I did not fall, but it was still the butt clenching moment of, oh, shit, I could have died. So. How many times you fell in the snow? Because I feel like this is a almost a weekly occurrence for you. Oh, I mean. Not only do you need to get some drier boots, you need to get some more traction in those boots. I fell Monday. I think I did a water leak up in the mountains and uh, I Literally got out of the car, walked up this guy's hill to go to his his gas meter, and I put my bag down. I go, oh, look, my snow cleats are in my bag. That's funny. I I walked up just fine. I don't need them. Started walking down, slipped, fell on my fucking back, and I said, oh, well, walk back up and get my cleats. How's the back? You doing okay? Did you blow your back out, Dominic? No, but my shoulder, my right shoulder fucking hurts. Like, it hurts to lift up my arm and shit, and I don't know what I did. Mm. If there was only a doctor I knew. If only if only knew a doctor or a nurse or a chiropractor or, you know, even a pediatrician. How's, how's, how's the uh, how's the foot going? It's we fine. all uh, we're in the clear. Supposedly, supposedly, allegedly. Yeah. OK. Um, any any anything else? How's the family doing? How's the studio yeah, audience? Fuck everyone. OK, that's nice. All right. Let's move on into the sports. We have a ton of baseball signings to go over. Not going to talk about all of them, but the big major ones. That this isn't any bitch Aaron Judge. 
This ain't in any particular order, just kind of threw it on the script. But I guess we'll start off with the big one, the one we're all talking about. We talked about it last week. I said, if I'm betting a million dollars, shout out Mr. X, I'm putting on the Yankees and I'm fucking cashing that ticket, baby, because he does sign with the Yankees. He signs for eight. I should have written it down, but what is it? Eight years, $390 million. Um. It seemed like it. It seemed like it was down to the Giants and the Yankees at winter meetings, and then it came out that the Padres tried to make a, a last minute attempt that didn't go so well. But at the end of the day, he goes back to the Bronx, the only place he knows in terms of pro baseball. Dominic, as a former, not a recovering, a former Giants fan, I think we got a glimpse into it. But how are you feeling about Aaron Judge, the NorCal kid, snubbing the Giants? Pussy ass bit. Nah, I mean, I, I I told you that I was, you know, not for giant signing him. I think it would be a waste of money, and a waste of space, and everything like that. So I'm fine with it. But I can see for real Giants fans, like how disappointing it is to you know to get a hell of a ball player like him and just him to go back to the Yankees. You know, feels little backstab not back like scumbaggy that you know oh i'm gonna go to the giants for 300 million oh we'll give you 380 oh okay cool we'll give you that you know like you know judge right there but you know whatever no big deal no big deal so i was correct on the time or i was correct on the money but not correct on the time it's a nine-year 360 million dollar deal so a long term i'm gonna be almost 40 by the time that uh, contract is up a MVP caliber, probably shouldn't have won the MVP this year, but I digress. Shout out Shohei. But, I mean, he's, he's a fantastic player, one of the best in the league. I It's going to be a theme throughout in a lot of these kind of deals we're going to talk about. I do kind of question the back end of the contract because you're getting like three to four really good prime years, hopefully, of Aaron Judge. And that's worth the contract by itself if it produces a World Series. But... Also, he's such an anomaly at what six foot something, almost 300 pounds or 300 plus pounds that how is that body going to hold up in his mid 30s? He already has some, you know, he has quite a bit of injury history already. Is it going to ramp up? You would only assume it's going to get worse going forward. So that's the only thing I question. But going back to the Giants, it does suck. You lose out on Bryce Harper a few years ago. Now you lose out on Aaron Judge. The Giants fans are definitely looking for that like corner piece and next corner piece like star after, you know, the posies and that type of era has all pretty much aged out. But also I see on Aaron Judge's point of like you go to the Giants, they're not just an Aaron Judge away. We keep talking about this. They need more pieces than just him. So if you look at the Yankees who we have our qualms with them, they're still a top tier playoff caliber team that could win the World Series. If everything breaks their way. The Giants aren't exactly that Dominic. And I think that might have been the swaying and also kind of the comfortability of being in New York, despite, you know, the hostility of the media and the fans and that stuff. I mean, who's this? I mean, I mean, you you ain't wrong, but you also ain't right, because I feel like there's been plenty of times where there's been teams that have made, you know, playoff pushes and World Series wins and Super Bowl wins and Stanley Cup wins and World Cup wins that you're like, oh, this team fucking blows. They have no great player. And they only get and they, or they have only one star and they still can win. So I mean to say that the Giants aren't an Aaron Judge away, I mean, you are right, because you know, they probably need a lot more help probably pitching wise, but you know, 
you never know that, you know, you could call up a rookie and he can have, you know, one of the best seasons ever and, you know, be the ace and, you know, be that workhorse. You never know. You never know. Joey Bart hasn't exactly been the uh, Buster Pose replacement the Giants wanted, but it's all fine, Giants fans. You might not have gotten Aaron Judge, but you got Mitch Haniger, and that just makes everybody feel better, right, Dominic? Maybe. Maybe. So put your uh, Giant. I know you're not in San Lorenzo anymore, so you can't go through the rubbish and find your old Giants hat, but um, not a lot of free agents left standing in terms of like the big, big names. You got like Carlos Correa. And um, I forget, there's like some other ones, but Carlos Correa is definitely like the big one still going on. Do you think the Giants like should force it and try to make one of those moves or with their kind of, you know, Oakland A's money ball tendencies in terms of the GM? Do you think they're just going to sit back and just be like, okay, we didn't get our guy this year. We're not going to force him to get somebody else. Dansby Swanson is the other one who's probably cheaper than Carlos Correa. I mean, Carrera is what, a shortstop, right? Uh, they're both shortstops. So my thing is, like, for the Giants, I, I think they're still kind of hoping that Brandon Crawford probably have a fucking bounce back year after what he had. But um, I don't think – I don't see them – I don't see them getting rid of Crawford, so I don't see them signing another shortstop unless they're going to plan on putting him, like, at second or something like that, which we've seen, you know, I think Trevor Story – was a third baseman or a shortstop that's playing second now, right? Or something like that. Close enough. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. But um, it's one of those things where it's Don't like... Don't get I'm, details in the way of a good story. Well, but I'm just or saying... Or facts, like, but you, you are know. correct. Shortstop to second base. But it's one of those things where it's like, unless one of them wants to do that, then you're you're not going to... You know, I don't see that happening. Speaking of shortstops, the two big ones are off the board. Trey Turner goes to Philadelphia, the defending, reigning defending National League champions. So old national buddies, Trey and uh, Bryce Harper are back together, replacing Gene Segura. I really like this move. Um, The Phillies were an absolute unit last year in the playoffs. They went cold those last few games and it wasn't like we you know, kept harping on their pitching. Their pitching was perfectly fine. It was just those bats went cold after that enormous, however many home run game and game, what four, their first game, yeah, game, whatever the fucking big ass home run game where they stomped the Astros out. They didn't do shit after that, but I like Trey Turner. I think he's fantastic. And uh, I really do like this move for the Phillies and with the Mets continuing to, you know, the Mets will, Mets and they'll be fine. And the Nationals are taking a backseat. The Phillies are trying to take that next step and kind of take a stranglehold and compete with the Braves as at least champions. I'm done. This is what Dominic talks. Unless Dominic is getting his absolute fucking cheeks blasted right now and not exactly in the no, good I had way. I opened the door for Oreo because he was crying. He wants to be in here. So, oh, okay. But, uh, you know, I think the Phillies getting Trey, probably the best thing that could have happened. I mean, I, I kind of take the same stance on them getting Trey that you have with Aaron Judge not going to the Giants. It's like, I don't think the Phillies were a Trey Turner away. So, I mean, it definitely would have helped, but, you know. 
Well, I mean, if let's just say Trey Turner was in that lineup over Gene Segura and Gene Segura had his moments, like no doubt he definitely kind of showed out. But if he was just like a constant and kept playing and was like the lone hot bat in that lineup, like maybe it could have jumpstarted something. But you needed Harper, Schwarby and uh, Castellanos to kind of step their game up as well. But it's definitely just makes that lineup even more deadly and trying to compete with the Mets and the uh, Braves with uh, their vaulted lineup in their own rights, plus the good pitching they got over there. I think I, I really do like this uh, move. Probably one of my favorites of the uh, off season thus far, just because of how close the Phillies were this year and just adding another piece on top of that. Uh, I quite enjoy that. Then the other big shortstop off the board, kind of a shock that it happened. It was a late night West coast uh, move. Well, I mean, I guess, Winter meetings are in San Diego, so it makes sense that a lot of these moves might be late. But Xander Bogarts goes to the San Diego Padres, giving him a big-ass 11-year deal, I believe. The uh, AAV isn't that crazy, but he uh, really wanted the security, and he gets it signing with the Padres. And it was kind of a, a crazy thing because I was you know, kind of tuned into Red Sox Twitter a little bit with uh, Jared Carabas, and he seemed very confident that Xander was going to re-sign with the Red Sox and then just kind of out of nowhere late in the night, he goes to the Padres. And, you know, the Fernando Tatis thing aside, I think obviously Tatis is going to have to make that full-time move out to the outfield, which we're going to have to see how that plays out. But, I mean, Xander's a dude. He's a baller. Um, much more rely- much more reliable than Fernando Tatis, but you add Tatis and Xander into this lineup that was fucking stacked to begin with. I mean... Padres ain't fucking around and it's going to be, but they a, still can't get the job done. Well, it's kind of the ongoing thing is you keep adding, you know, you got Machado, you got Tatis, you got, um, Juan Soto, Juan Soto. Yeah. It's like, and people are thinking, Oh, you know, it's the end all be all still can't get the pitching, job done. Pitch, starting pitching still a little sus. It's the head coach. I think it's the bad, bad luck. Eh, well, for uh poor old bull mill. You know, he is a World Series champion, just not as a, a manager, but exactly. Will he ever be? I doubt it. Could have been. 2020 was our year. Should have won that year. But uh goddamn COVID. And the Astros. Anyways, uh, let's go to the pitching side of things. Justin Verlander signs with the New York baseball Mets. He uh, replaces Jacob deGrom. Um, if you're going to replace one of the best pitchers of his generation, sign another generational pitcher in uh, Justin Verlander. Um, yeah, I, a, a really good move. I mean, he was a Cy Young, definite Cy Young winner last year. Plug him in there with his old Tigers teammate, Max. It's uh, going to be fun. Now, you know, JV outside of the Tommy John he had a couple years ago gives you that kind of injury stability that – Jacob DeGrom was kind of off and on with, but um, I, I really, I like the move as well. I think we're seeing kind of these older pitchers get a lot of, get a lot of money. The, I mean, kind of overall, the teams who are willing to pay are not scared of taking on some older uh, players in those contracts. So, um, I mean, if you think about it, if you, if Verlander can give them two good years, I mean, all, all of these signings we've gone with, if any of these teams get a World Series, these moves are worth it. Yeah. Because all all of these teams are in the hunt and looking for a World Series because they haven't had it in a while. Exactly. So 
and I, yeah, I mean, I was going to say, like, I'm thinking Verlander stays healthy, probably be a better, a better pickup than DeGrom. Yeah, a little less money, less uh, years on the contract, more, you know, he has the, the track record of the playoffs, even though he is quote unquote, the worst world series pitcher of all time. But um, if you're going to, as I said, if you're going to have to find a replacement for DeGrom, I think Justin Verlander is probably the best one he could have done. Uh, the Red Sox might not have got Xander Bogarts, but they got Kenley Jansen. Good job guys. Uh, you know, we kind of focused on the, the Padre side of things, but with uh, the Red Sox losing Xander, you know, they lost Mookie. They lost like all these key pieces from that world series a few years ago. I mean, are, what the, what's is going on with the Red Sox? Like they're just, are they too scared to pay this type of money? While all these other teams are like, yeah, fuck it. We'll give you 11 years, $300 million. Like who, like why are the Red Sox who are in that class of the Yankees and the Dodgers? They should be. And they should be paying that type of money, but they just they just don't do it. What the fuck is going on with them? Maybe they're just tired of spending all that money and not getting the results that they need. Well, I mean, they weren't spending that much money and they were getting results. I mean, we have Mookie Betts and Xander Bogarts and Rafi Devers and even Kyle Schwarber, but you got Kenley Jansen, guys. Fortify that back end of the bullpen when you need it, because... Don't see the uh, Red Sox being all that great next Defense year. Just wins ball games. Okay, we'll see. We'll see who's defending uh, the shortstop position for the Boston Red Sox. Uh, defense is very important for this position, Dominic. That is catcher Wilson Contreras signs with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals, uh, replacing Yadi Molina. So a great replacement for him, Wilson. Uh, Contreras, one of the best catchers in the game. So I, I love this move for the Cardinals. Um, you know, he gives you much better offense than Yachty was giving you comparable defense and leadership as well. So, um, you know, Cardinals from my World Series pick last year. I think they kind of still are in that same boat as a possible National League pennant winner. I think it's a great pickup. I don't really think, uh, you know, you can never replace Molina, but. I think Contreras would be a great, you know, a great number two. Then finally, uh, not a big move per se, but just kind of a bigger name signing. Uh, Cody Bellinger signs with the Chicago Cubs, a one-year deal, kind of a prove-it deal after his uh, MVP rookie of the year campaigns. He would have thought he would have been right there with Judge trying to battle him to see who get the biggest contract. But, uh that exactly hasn't happened over these past few years with the Dodgers. So uh, what what, what are you expected from Belly, Dominic? I mean, the Cubs, you know, middle of the pack team, surprising, you know, got on their runs occasionally during the year. But do you, this is definitely a prove it year. Do you think Belly can prove it or is he going to be kind of like Jason Hayward, who also signed, who kind of had his glimpse of greatness and then he just kind of falls off, but kind of, you know, rise the wave of that potential that he could get it back but he just never does i mean i think i think he's worth it definitely do i think he'll have a bounce back season i think he'll be better than last but do i think he's going to be you know what he was no i don't think he'll ever live up to that hype again um i i think he's if he could just stay reliable 
then he'll stay relevant in in MLB. If if the second he just falls off the face of the earth, I don't think he'll ever come back unless there's a team like the Oakland Athletics where they'll scrape the bottom of every barrel just to, you know, fill a position. But, um, I mean, I, I definitely think for the Cubs, it's a good pickup. Um, talented, you know, has a decent bat, but he just has to stay relevant, a.k.a. he needs to hit, he needs to make the plays because the second he's not relevant, he's done. All right, all right. And finally, the biggest news, I don't know how we buried the lead on this one, but um, the Oakland Athletics have acquired right-handed pitcher Chad Smith from the Colorado Rockies for right-handed pitcher, uh, for right-handed pitcher Jeff Criswell. So welcome to the team, Chad Smith. Pitcher, that guy's pissed. I mean, he went from the Rockies to the A's, not much of an upgrade. Probably, well, I guess kind of a downgrade because on your off days, I... Love Oakland. Probably rather spend my time in Denver instead. But it's okay. It's okay. Shout out Chad Smith. The uh, only move so far the uh, athletics have done. But uh, that's it for baseball. Probably have more to talk about next week. But let's get into football. This is a football podcast. Not a football podcast, but a football podcast. Let's get into the – we're already here. Can't believe it. Week 14 of the NFL. Let's get into that NFL preview. Other – Wise known as Dominic's packs. Uh, bum, bum. Well, you know, Dominic, I appreciate the uh, the passion because uh, we do have to talk about yesterday's game between no, the don't. Las Vegas no, Raiders and the Los Angeles Rams. The uh, Rams win seventeen to sixteen after Baker Mayfield gets picked off from the fucking Carolina Panthers on like a two days' notice. He just shows up. Leads the team on a 98-yard drive right down the fucking field, just in your eye hole. And uh, the Raiders blew it again. Mm-hmm. Back-to-back, uh, well, not for them, but back-to-back in terms of NFL games, uh, 16-3 to comebacks, which is just insane. That There's only been four in the history of the NFL, or yeah, four in the history of the NFL, and the two of them have happened in the past week, which is just insane. And um. Yeah, the the uh, Raiders had some sort of playoff hopes if they kind of ran the table, had one game kind of to mess around with, but um, yeah, this 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 one hurt, especially it just especially for me personally, just in all facets of the game, fantasy gambling, just fandom, just hurt all of it. The Raiders recovering for like fifty five minutes, not just winning, covering, and they just fell apart at the end. In shambles, I am. Well, I didn't get to watch the game. I was too busy watching a TV show with the studio audience, so I didn't get to watch it, but I just read every message you and Tyler kept messaging in the group chat. All, all 20,000 of, 20, of them? Yeah, and I was just like, what the fuck's going on? And then I looked on my phone, and I saw that, like, okay, the Raiders are up 16 to 13. Okay, okay, okay. Or it was like 16 to 10 or whatever. I'm like, okay, you know, it's like two minutes left. It's fine, it's fine. And then I just saw, like, Mayfield pass, Mayfield pass. I'm like, are the Raiders really going to fucking lose? And that's when you sent the, I think Tyler sent in, like, I kind of want them Baker to pull it off because I want Daniel McDaniels to leave or whatever. And well, he's not going to leave because the Raiders are fucking broke and you give him all this money and you're, you know, luckily we're not paying John Gruden anymore because he's a racist quote unquote, which Washington apparently just out and out leaked. So that's fun. Yep. NFL is a shit show. Yep. 
Vegas waiters. Uh, what? The shame. First Oof. USC last week. First USC last week. And now the Raiders this week. It's uh, it's a bad day. It's a bad day for your boy Dominic. You better not fucking talk ill of the goat James, okay? Is that his watch. name Goat James? You better fucking watch your mouth. Better watch your mouth. Okay. Now, now I'm curious. Dominic, I know you're not exactly the most social media inclined, but James is a fucking national treasure. And you have to protect him. Okay. And also, you know, go get yourself some Amazon Prime. And watch Thursday night football games. But let's get into. Well, by the way, what uh, what show are you watching, Dominic? Instead of watching the Raiders fucking blow it, it's called it's called Dark. It's on Netflix. It's in German, so you have to change. You know, put it to uh, English. And uh, what is that? Is that English with an with an Asian dialect on it? Yes. Okay. Didn't know they had those type of subtitles. Yes. And. Uh, I can't is find it, this guy. On, I, I typed in Goat James. Is it, is, it a, is it a TikTok thing? or? It's definitely a TikTok thing. But you know, not TikTok. You're an, an Instagram Reels guy. Uh, I'm on the tickety talk, the Chinese chicken. Eat a drumstick and your brain starts ticking. Anyways, AFC North battle. Baltimore Ravens without Lamar Jackson. Thanks, Lamar, for hurting your knee. Fucking me. Can't make it in the JCU playoffs first year. Should have started Geno Smith. Can't believe I'm saying that, but it's true. Uh, the Ravens with Tyler Huntley take on the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers, a slight two-point favorite uh, at home at formerly Heinz Field, but it's forever Heinz Field, Dominic. Uh, Steelers, you know, kind of coming around, getting hitting their stride with old Kenny Pickett. I forget exactly, do they... Uh, Falcons game was last week, right? And they uh, beat the Falcons, I believe. I don't remember, but the uh, Steelers are starting to play better while the Ravens are still in the playoff hunt, but yet they're just kind of chugging along and being a from a fantasy and real dis- real life disappointment. I think a uh, a disappointment on the field, even though they're like I think they're still in first place of the division just because the Bengals can't win a division game. But this is the good. Yeah, Dominic finding out about James Draws right here on the uh, right here live on the podcast. Las Vegas Waiters, uh, what? Dominic, your uh, your impressions. <laughs> okay, he he likes him. He likes him. That's a star. I'm I'm okay with that. I'll take that. I don't need to say you love him, but at least at least you chuckled. At least you got chuckled. I'm, I'm just trying not. There we go. I'm trying to just mute him because I'm not trying to hear that on repeat. It's yeah. okay. It'll be in your it'll be in your dreams later tonight. And yes, he does pretty much every video the same thing. So if you lose, you better not lose an important game or a playoff. You know, playoff or primetime game. James is coming for that ass. Just like he came for that ass last night, but um, Dominic Steelers Ravens slight lean towards the rave or the uh, Steelers for the sports book here at uh, two points. Can Tyler Huntley, who had his moments last year, can he uh, deliver again against the Steelers? I mean, what's the point? My picks don't have no value. Well, they definitely have much more value than I fucking give because I was 
hot garbage last week. Let me pull up the record books here. Um, Dominic went 10, three and one, which say what you will about his value. I mean, 10, three and one is still going to provide some sort of return. I mean, what you, I mean, let's see, what are the ones? Well, it was actually a really big favorite week last week. And that kind of played out here. Cause I think you bet pretty much every single favorite on the, uh, on the board and they panned out 10, three and one. So kind of, you know, Dominic heavily with the public on this one and, it paid out. So good job, Dominic. While well, your boy uh, went five and nine, um, not just in fictional picks, but also real life gambling last week was a tough week for your boy. So, um, but this week I'm on the upswing. I'm going to bounce back. I'm very hot and cold. I went five and nine last week. I'm going nine and five this week. Guarantee. Even Brandon, though there's a bunch of Grant Wall is. Uh, he's the uh, soccer reporter who like was wearing a rainbow shirt trying to get into the World Cup and they kicked him out and then now he's dead. Yeah, it's crazy, huh? Yep. Definitely just like was natural causes, right, Dominic? I, I don't know. I'm just it's fucking crazy, huh? Yeah, definitely nothing nothing shady there over there in Qatar. Crazy. Tommy, give me I can make a fucking pick, Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Go the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, all right. Um if you're Lamar Jackson. Do you uh, sit out? You play contract year. It hasn't exactly played. I mean, started off absolutely on fire this to start the season. Hasn't done so much. But uh, thoughts on kind of the Lamar injury and like his contract status right now? Raiders? Meh. 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 Release Derek Carr. Get Lamar Jackson. I don't know if that's oh, going to be much better. Fucking nut. It's going to be. I mean, I think it's going to be just more the same because. Well, I mean, uh, he can we, run. We, I mean, we see. Leg. Well, we see how much fucking. Well, he broke his leg during in a sack, not more running, not unlike Jimmy G. Okay, and P, T, sorry, uh, teasing piece of Jimmy G. That was a little. He won't fumble the fucking football in the end zone. Can't wait for uh, Lamar Jackson to be a a Raider. It's gonna be so much fun. Uh, so I will go with the Steelers. I guess minus a two. Not in, not not in love with it. Low total here, thirty six and a half. Also like the under in that one as well. You know, maybe instead of doing straight spread picking, maybe I'll sprinkle in some totals as well. But uh, not in love with that under. So I'll just take the Steelers in that one. Then another divisional matchup, staying in the AFC North, as the Cleveland Browns take on the Cincinnati Bengals in the jungle. Dominic, did you know Joe Burrow has never beaten the Browns in his career? Is today? the day or Sunday, the day. I think Joseph will win on Sunday because they are riding high. Hey, Mr. X, we told you when we go against the Bengals, you guys are guaranteed to win. So now that Dominic picks Cincinnati, maybe that means they're going to lose. But I will do my service, Mr. X, and I will take the Cleveland Browns plus the five and a half. So I am just giving Joe Burrow all the ammunition for him to just shove it back in my face for you guys to win. I'm doing this for the betterment of the cause. I'm doing this for you, Mr. X. Okay. Even though Deshaun Watson did look like dog shit last week. But probably should start him over Derek Carr because he didn't do too much either. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Houston Texans, Dallas Cowboys, Battle of Texas in Jerry World. Biggest number I think we've seen all year. 
the Cowboys minus 17 and a half. Dominic, this is where your pick would provide zero value, but I don't give a shit. Just tell me what you think. Cowboys, Texans. Can the Texans keep it respectable? I'm just going to say Texas just because I'm not trying to say some bad things. So let's go Texas. I mean, Dallas. Jesus Christ. I mean, you pick the Texans. That provides a plus 950 value. Fucking send it, brother. Um, I'll bet like 20 bucks. I mean, that would, what would that produce? 20 bucks on a 950 bet? I'm terrible at math because 1,000 would be 2,000, right? I don't know. Anyways, don't love it, but this is just kind of a a pride pick. When the number gets that high in the NFL, I will take absolutely take the bait at 17 and a half. Dougie Mills coming back. Going to shove it down his own team's throats and be like, fuck you guys. You shouldn't have benched me. So give me the Texans plus 17 and a half. Don't exactly love that. Um, definitely Brandon Cooks is out. I think Nico Collins is banged up as well. So not <laughs> a big Damian Pierce game against that tough Dallas Cowboys defense. So hey, I said I'm going nine to five. I didn't say I was going 14 and 0. Okay. So if I lose to the Texans, if I lose the Texans, and they get blown out by 21, which definitely is a possibility because we saw what they did to the Colts last week. I will own that. I might make a little trip to my local casino. I might just put a little wager down. Mm-hmm. On an NBA prop assist, right? Because that's all you no. that's all you do. Because you're the GOAT. Oh, I'll, I'll put 20 on that and 10 on the on the Texans. Okay, okay. The uh, Jacksonville Hagwires take on the Tennessee Titans. Titans home favorites at three and a half after the uh, bludgeoning. Uh, they suffered from the Philadelphia Eagles. Dominic, are you going to be jagging off on Sunday? No, never again. Never jagging off ever again. Never. You tried it once and you didn't like it. Yes. I don't know what the Tennessee Titan equivalent would be of jagging off, but. Yes, I'm going to the Titans. I will not be jagging off. I'm going to take the Titans uh, at home. Jaguars, you know, just absolutely laid an egg on the road against the Lions. That was a much better, you know, environment for them to at least like show up. It didn't exactly do that. Trevor Lawrence, I think he's been DMP the last couple of days with his ankle, maybe resting it for him to show up on Sunday to play. Titans mad after that just embarrassment last week. So give me the Titans minus a three and a half. And uh, no jagging off on a Sunday. Then the quizzical line of the week, the 10 and 2, mini, Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota Vikings are underdogs by two points against the home Detroit Lions, Dominic. Oof. Make this make sense. Why are the Lions favored? And should they be favored, Dominic? Ooh. Lions favor. I'm gonna say no. I'm gonna say the Lions are gonna just. I think the Lions are gonna produce a goose egg. But don't put me on pen and paper, photocopied, faxed on that statement. But I'll just stay. I'll just go with Minnesota winning the game. But I don't see how the Lions are favored. I really don't see it. I mean this absolutely scares me like why are the vikings underdogs against the lions like at least be a slight favor like it should be flipped they could be like a two-point favorite yeah um 
I mean, the Vikings, I think, have been kind of undervalued all year. I mean, they were small favorites against the Jets. They pulled that out. They've been small favorites to a lot of teams. They kind of beat like the uh, Patriots a few weeks ago on Thanksgiving. So, I mean, they just keep doing it. I I like this Vikings team coming into the season. I will I will take the bait. I will also take the points. So give me the Vikings plus the two. Super, super high over under here at 51 and a half. I kind of need a shootout in this one to kind of keep, well, not going to talk fantasy because who cares? No one cares about your fantasy team, Randon. But give me the uh, give me the Vikings plus the two. I will absolutely take the bait. But in actual um, money, I am staying the fuck away from this because I am scared. Like this is, that line makes absolutely no sense to me. So I am not smart enough to figure that out. But we got the Jets. We got the Bills in Buffalo. First, what, first home game for the Bills in forever because they've just been, mm-hmm. they've been in a snowstorm and doing whatever else they've been doing. Um, the Jets taking on the Bills. Bills a big favorite at 10 in this one. Dominic and the Jets um, kind of sh- show up and say they're serious after uh, taking that, that tough loss to the uh, Vikings last week or do the Bills just put it on them? Because that's what the Bills do. Bills just put it on. That's what the Bills do. No one circles the wagon like the Buffalo Bills. There you go, Dominic. You're starting to get the point. Give me, give me the Jets. I'll take the bait again. Ten is a big, big number. The Bills have been, you know, big time favorites throughout the season, and they've been having a tough time covering those big numbers. So I will take the Jets. Also love the under as well. Don't know what the. Uh, Forecast is saying over there, but I love the under in that one as well. That is set at 43. I can see this one being a, a tough, low scoring, you know, 17, 10, you know, 21, 14 type affair. So give me, give me the Jets and give me the under. Then we got the NFC East as the Philadelphia Eagles take on the New York football Giants. The Giants are home at the Meadowlands. They are a Big seven-point underdog to the Eagles. Uh, Saquon coming in with a neck injury that he got during the week, so uh, hopefully he like, just slept on the wrong, wrong side of the bed or something. But uh, Eagles big-time favorites, Dominic. Can the uh, the Giants pull this one out of their ass after tying to the commies last week? I'm going to say no. I think, uh... yeah, I, I, I with Sha- Saquon being hurt, I really don't see them winning this game unless he does play and he plays and he plays like he's totally hundred percent. Okay. But I, I think they should sit him just to make sure he's not. They should absolutely not sit him. Dominic fucking ride his ass. That, he's the only part of that offense. I mean, he really is, but you know, you want him to play. He's also, he's also a free, hurt? he's also a free agent. So it's not like the giants have any vested interest in him past next year. Obviously, they would like to keep him, but they don't have any money tied to him. Uh, I wouldn't risk it. I'm. I would say fucking risk it. Definitely an unbiased opinion from me. Definitely but I will. T- I will take. I will take the Eagles minus a seven. Uh, if this was like you know seven and a half, maybe I'd take the Giants. But if it's just a straight seven, give me the Eagles. We saw what they did last week. They do uh, struggle to cover numbers on the road, which does scare me a bit. But I mean, we saw what they did against. Uh, I thought a. I think the Tennessee Titans defense is better than the Giants, even though maybe the Giants are an under, underrated defense. But we saw what they did last week. 
I think the the weather is going to be kind of cold, but nothing too crazy. So mm-hmm. they can still kind of unleash it with uh, Hertz, Brown, and uh, Smith. So give me the Eagles minus a seven and uh, beat down on the Giants. But Saquon, please play for the love of God. <laughs> then the uh, AFC West has the Kansas City Chiefs take on the Denver Broncos. The, uh, the Chiefs coming off that tough loss to the Bengals and the Broncos coming off a tough loss to the Ravens. Uh, the Chiefs can score. Broncos cannot. Big number at nine and a half in favor of the Chiefs on the road. Dominic, can the Broncos is well, it's going to have to be either the Broncos limit the Chiefs offense or the Broncos have to keep up with the Chiefs offense. And I think one is much more likely than the other. I want the Broncos to outright win. I need the Chiefs get knocked down a peg or two. But that being said, no, the Chiefs will just drag their scroats and dunk them in their mouth in the Broncos' mouths because the Chiefs are just going to run rapid on them. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't think it's going to be like a super ugly one because that Broncos defense is like legit. But yeah, the Chiefs, the Chiefs, like all they need to do is just score like three touchdowns. And they cover this number. Yeah. I, I just don't see the Broncos putting up that many points. So, like, as long as the Chiefs can put up like 20 plus, I don't think the Broncos have any shot of winning this game. Yeah. So, if the, I mean, if the Broncos defense can shut them down, which is, which is possible, but, you know, a motivated Chiefs team coming off a loss, division opponent, I mean, a big number, but I'm going to lay it again with the Chiefs minus the nine and a half. Yeah. Um, also, the under. Love the under, love Broncos unders, 44. I mean, the Chiefs can put up 44, but the Broncos won't contribute to this line at all. Then we get the Carolina Panthers taking on the Seattle Seagulls. Dominic's Seattle Seagulls as the uh, Seahawks are favored by just three and a half points. Carolina coming off a bye. They uh, got Sam Darnold under center so we got oh sam darnold taking on geno smith the quarterback duel we've all been waiting for but uh seahawks coming off that uh tough loss to the raiders uh right yeah yeah and uh panthers coming off a bye can the uh, seahawks bounce back and kind of because now they lost that uh division lead to the 49ers can the seahawks your seahawks dominic bounce back and uh, make a statement that they're back in a playoff team who do you, I'm let you go first because I'm kind of torn. Three and a half. Uh, that's an important number. I mean, given the Seahawks minus a three and a half, I really like this uh, this offense with Geno Smith. Um, they've just been humming along. Carolina could maybe surprise some people and kind of keep up with the Seahawks just because they're the Seahawks defense is kind of sketchy at times, but um, I just have much more faith in Gino in that offense to kind of just maybe not boat race them, but just to kind of put up points and kind of similar to the chiefs and the Broncos to where if the Seahawks just kind of chug along and just do what they're doing, I just can't see the Panthers keeping up. So give them the Seahawks minus three and a half, but the Panthers As have been apparently I was talking good. to Siri and Siri just kind of text everything out. I just said, but the Panthers have been kind of on again, off again, good. So, I mean, I mean, without Baker Mayfield, they seem to be a different team because when PJ Walker was playing, they were doing well. And then when Sam Darnold was playing, they were doing okay. So, I mean, I'll still go with the Seahawks too, but I'm just saying, oh. you know, don't count, uh, don't count the, the Panthers out. Do not count the Panthers out. Then a possible, well, 
at the beginning of the season, we thought, oh, this was going to be a fucking fantastic matchup. Just circle it. It's going to be the game of the year. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the San Francisco 49ers without Trey Lance, without Jimmy G, but with Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant, taking on Tom Brady. But yet the 49ers are still favored by three in this matchup, Dominic. Very interesting. Do the... Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was going to ask you a non-game question. Do the 49ers have a still a legit Super Bowl chance with Brock Purdy? Is that defense really and play, weapons so that good? I can't really say if he would lead them, but, I mean, you still got Debo. Are you telling me you're not watching the tape, Dominic? Shame on you. No, not watching the tape. Definitely never watch tapes. This is Kim Kardashian, of course, but... Um... But I'll go with the Niners that are 40 in this matchup just because I think Tampa Bay is definitely not the Tampa Bay that we've known the last couple of years. I think this team is done. So I'll go with the Niners. I will go with the Niners as well. Uh, Low, low number as well, 37. Lean towards the under in that one as well, but um, the the Bucks offense, I just I don't know what to make of them. And we saw what the 49ers were able to do to the Dolphins last week, and I think they can just replicate that against the Buccaneers this week. And answering my own question, still a Super Bowl contender, maybe a notch down with Brock Purdy, just because you don't know what to make of him yet. But if he just kind of doesn't fuck up. They have the weapons in place and the pieces in place to definitely just keep on chugging along. Uh, Then, speaking of those Miami Dolphins, Sunday night football, the Dolphins take on the L.A. Chargers. The Dolphins, a a three-and-a-half-point road favorite. The Dolphins staying in California with uh, their game against the 49ers last week. They just stayed in the state to take on the Chargers, so... uh, a, a very important game for both these teams. Chargers clinging on to life. Playoff chances similar to the uh, Raiders were on Thursday. So how that panned out for them. Dolphins definitely still in the hunt, but want to uh, have a bounce back win here as they go into next week, taking on the uh, Buffalo Bills. So not a more of a must win game for the Chargers, but definitely a get right game for the Dolphins as well. I mean, I would love to see the Dolphins go in there and just dominate the Chargers. But I don't know. It seems like every time I count the Chargers defense to really show up, they never do. So I think I'm going to go with the Dolphins. I keep going with a lot of these favorites, and it's kind of scaring me because I'm mm-hmm. just going with like favorite after favorite. And the only underdogs I think I took were like the Texans and the Jets. So that exactly doesn't uh, help me out there. But I hate that I'm, eh, I'm going to do it. I hate myself for doing it. It goes against everything I stand for, but I'm not going to pick a side. I'm going to take the under 53 and a half. It's a giant number. We just need a couple stops, which I think the Dolphins defense can deliver. Now the Chargers defense, very suspect. Now, maybe they can't stop the Dolphins, but I think the Dolphins can stop the Chargers. So give me the under at 53 and a half. Bam. Bam. Anyways, Monday Night Football, the New England Patriots taking on the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, not the sexiest of matchup, but the uh, could be a close 
matchup as the Patriots, a slight one and a half point road favorite against the Cardinals, the uh, Cardinals possibly on the verge of absolutely falling apart. If they haven't done so already, I've not watched hard knocks, but I would assume it must be a uh, interesting watch, not getting the same buzz that hard knocks usually gets maybe because mm-hmm. the Cardinals just kind of suck, but uh, is, Patriots all it is, is Kyler's uh, Twitch stream. Yeah. Yeah. You're a big uh, phase Kyler guy. Uh, both, you know, well, Patriots are a bubble playoff team. Cardinals, I guess, are technically alive still. But, uh, well, I think the Bears and the Texans are the only play- teams who have been actually eliminated from the playoffs. But, Dominic, uh, what do you see in this Monday Night Football matchup? <sighs> Another ugly one like uh, Saints-Buccaneers? Probably. Just trying to think. I want to give the edge to the Cardinals for because I feel like you're not going with Cardinals. Am I? Who are you going with? I don't know. I don't know. Well, just because you said I'm not going with the Cardinals, I'll fucking do it. Give me the Cardinals plus the one and a half. I could get baited and taking the money line, but I'll just take the point. Be safe. You never know. Last minute field goal. Last minute. Fucking pitchy, pitchy, woo-woo bullshit. I don't know. So I'll play it safe. Give me the Cardinals plus the one and a half. Kyler plays a little bit better at home, I think. Or is it the other way? I don't fucking remember. I don't have an inkling on either which way. This looks like an ugly game. Give me the Cardinals. And I don't... I don't know, Brenda. I don't know. Okay, I'll go with the Cardinals. Okay. Fuck it. All right, that is it. Look ahead line. Dominic's Seattle Seagulls at home. Taking on the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers are a uh, slight one and a half point favor, which shows you the respect they got for those old Seagulls. But uh, that is it for the NFL picks, Dominic's picks. Uh, no other sports to think of unless Dominic has any NBA hot takes he wants. Warriors stole us uh, fucking sucks. suck. Fine. The Heat suck. Everybody sucks. But let's get into the fan mail segment, otherwise known as Mr. X. Do 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 do. Mr. X. Do 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 do. Mr. X. Do 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 do. Questions of the week. Bum bum. So let's go over to the Instagram, as always. We got Mr. Johnny Roca sending in his multitude of questions. First, which five-win team has the best chance to make the playoffs? <clears throat> Atlanta, Cleveland, Detroit, Green Bay, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, and the Jacksonville Hagwires. Oh, no, sorry. That's... uh. They're a four-win team. We're going to scale that back. Not the Hagwires. Atlanta, Cleveland, Detroit, Green Bay, Las Vegas, Pittsburgh. Which team is making the playoffs, Dominic? I would say the best team probably would either be Atlanta or Green Bay. Much as I want to put the Raiders and be a fanboy and Homer, those are the two I would pick. It would be either Atlanta or Green Bay. Well, Atlanta... They like, I say, would have to win the division, 
for them to get in the other teams they probably could just make it in as a wild card um i'm trying to pull up the uh nfl stand just to kind of get a a look see on how it plays out cuz uh i don't know yeah, anybody no yeah whatever but my inclining cuz i don't have like you know advanced analytics and who has the strength of schedule and stuff but i will give it to the atlanta just because of that shitty division they're in you never know and Pittsburgh. I, I mean, I've been talking to Pittsburgh. Once uh, TJ Watt came back, that there just seemed to be a different team. So if Kenny Pickett can just kind of stay at the course, don't fuck up. That defense still continues to uh, be strong. Give me the Steelers. Then, second question, which four-win team would you like to see make a miraculous run and squeeze into the playoffs Arizona, Carolina, Indianapolis Los Angeles Rams, New Orleans and this one is the Jacksonville Jaguars well for me personally Johnny you should know this I am going to go with the Saints we know the best way for them to do this is they say Andy Dalton great veteran had a hell of a time in Cincinnati but fuck you you suck Jameis you're right you shouldn't lose your job to injury get your ass fucking back out there and lead us to a miraculous turnaround and win this goddamn forsaken shitty NFC South division King and James see, for the I, win. I'm the total opposite I think uh they need to keep Andy in there and cut Jameis this team has absolutely fallen off of a cliff since that that Raiders win, the Raiders win, which wasn't even a win. It was just the Raiders being abysmal. They just have not done anything offensively. Just yeah. terrible. But uh team is squeak into the playoffs. Squeaking, squeaking, squeaking. My unbiased, my unbiased answer would be Indianapolis, just because the narrative of Jeff Saturday making the fucking playoffs would be hilarious. Uh, let's see. I would go. I mean, and, actually, I will. I will take the Saints. Oh, thank you, Dominic. And the content okay. of Pat McAfee and the Colts would be fun. But too. N- number three, ketchup on mac and cheese. Shut the fuck up, right? Yes now. or no? Shut the fuck up! Don't you don't you fucking bring that shit into this universe, you son of a bitch? Is this some sort of internet thing I'm missing out on? I don't know, but I just as soon as you said ketchup and mac and cheese, I just wanted to fucking log off right now. What 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 is your beef with ketchup and mac and cheese? Why would you put? Why would you need to do that? I'm not saying it's like something you have to do, but I have put like hot sauce or barbecue sauce in my mac and cheese, so it's not like something I like. Hot sauce, ca- I can see because I've seen and heard people do it. Barbecue sauce? What are you a fucking maniac? Yeah, it's a little you know a little smoky flavor to it, a little you know a little zest. You're fucking weird. Oh, you're, we're going to talk about food preferences right now, Dominic. And yeah. say it was weird. The pickiest I, fat person I've ever known in my life. Okay, say one thing I'm picky about. Let's see. Uh, well, I can't go off the top of my head, but Dominic, you know. You know you're no, picky. No. Yes, you no, do. I don't know I'm picky. Well, I can't. Dominic, you can't just put me on the spot like this. Well, continue on your tirade for uh, mac and cheese and ketchup. And we don't think of something. I mean, I just feel like. Out of all the things in the universe, mac and cheese is probably the one meal. You don't need to add anything to it unless you're trying to get fancy. Like, you know, good friend of the podcast, Tyler Gunderson, told me to try hot links with mac and cheese, which was fucking mind blowing. But I don't add ketchup to my 
fucking mac and cheese because of my hot link or hot dog in it. The fuck? That's just fucking ridic- ridiculous. No mac. Because we're gonna say next, you're gonna put relish in it and put mustard in it. Is might as well just fucking take out the mac and cheese to put hot, hot dogs in there. Call it mac and cheese hot dogs and just it's just a hot dog on a bun. It's fucking crazy. Let's see. You can only have chicken hot dogs. Um, you need to have a cheese with your pretzel. Time out, time out, time out. So, so I don't have to only have those. Studionis prefers that over beef. I prefer it over beef, but I will still eat a beef hot dog. I'm not fucking like, if you said, here's a beef hot dog, I'm not going to go, ew, it's not chicken. I'll your, still your, eat it. Your, your relish on hot dog complex. Okay, that's not picky. That's just preference. Well, I don't like relish. And I've had salted pretzels before with no cheese. I'm not a, you know, I prefer it with cheese, but that's not hate, picky. You hate, that's you hate, preferences. You, you hate mustard too. But being, but having a preference is also being picky. No. What, picky, what is your definition of picky? Picky is saying, I don't have any fucking chicken. I only have pork. And I go, well, I only eat chicken. Well, you know, okay, well, you can eat this. No, I don't want that. It's like being kind of like, I won't eat that because you don't have it my way. But I mean, that's a preference. That'd be a preference. You prefer to have something else. You know what, Johnny? You said that settle the debate. What is the difference between picky and preference? Because I think, you know, how you said that if I have a pretzel, I have to have it with nacho cheese or whatever. That's not me being picky. That's just my preference. I'd rather have a dipping sauce with my pretzel than eat it straight up because brandon would you would you eat a pre- would you rather have your pretzel with mustard because you know you love your pretzels with mustard now i don't so love you- it it was just i said it because that travis you know travis loved mustard back in middle school so i said it's a joke which you know mustard and pretzels isn't like a terrible thing yeah it, so, it but- is a combination okay so but so you're saying all those people who have to have mustard on their pretzels you're saying they're picky because they have to have mustard on it, or you're saying that's just their preference because I'm also choose. just picking at straws because I couldn't really think of stuff. But I know exactly. so in my mind, up. Dominic, that there has been times where is you that, like, hey, 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 has it been me or has it been someone else? Well, you know, I thought you and you know, you, it's you mm-hmm. and the same, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we also did say on this podcast that uh, you you don't have pork. Uh, I love pork. Someone else doesn't. I didn't know the Studions was Jewish. Shalom. She is nothing. She's Anyways, a, she's right. a good let's, Christian girl, right, Dominic? Exactly. Let's move on. Catch my mac and cheese, Don, Donnie. I am not opposed to it. Um, you know, I have you mac- try it and let me know. I, okay, I have mac and cheese occasionally. You know, I got the boxes. I got, you know, I got the cost. I got the you know, shut the fuck up, Dominic. I got the Costco <laughs> boxes. Yeah, I got the Costco box in there. Maybe you know, throw it in the rotation for dinner this week. Well, uh, I did make some fancy sauce. With my chicken nuggies and French fries today, not the biggest fan. Probably didn't do the exact right uh, mayonnaise to ketchup order, but oh, so you I, made a th- you made a Thousand Island dressing, pretty much. Yeah, it's fancy sauce, Dominic. Well, sorry, it's fucking fancy sauce. All right, chop, chop I want Dominic. I will not. Relish. I will not take stepbrother slander on this podcast as well. Okay, I already had to deal with it last week on the other podcast. I'm not gonna fucking take it on this podcast. What are you talking about? Well, Philip uh, was singing or someone was singing, and I uh, complimented their voice and said that they sounded like a combination of Fergie and Jesus. <laughs> and they didn't understand that reference. And then I told them it was from the you know, cinematic masterpiece that is Step Brothers. And then they just 
buried stepbrothers. I almost quit the podcast. You should have been happy for me. You probably should, you know, maybe I should have. Who was singing? I think Philip said something. Philip was, I forget what it was, but Mr. X, well, Mr. X knows. He said he sang something last week and I tried to put him over and they buried arguably my favorite movie of all time. I think it's, it has to be one of my top three at least because it's just fucking stupid funny. Thank you, Dominic. That's why we're still here. That's funny. <laughs> All right. That is it for the uh, the uh, and friends portion. Big Fluff 13 did not send any questions. Do we have any tea that we would like to talk about? No, the segment Dominic? has been canceled because she never fucking sends anything. So the segment is canceled indefinitely. She's suspended indefinitely. You still talk to her? Uh, last thing I said was thank you, bitch. That was on my birthday. Have we t- wait a minute? Your birthday was like three weeks ago. We've talked about her since then, and it was like you guys texting. So that's a lie, bro. It's fucking you and the studio. It's the same fucking thing. My last fucking message from her. Let's see where is that? Where the fuck? Oh, is well, okay, maybe. Well, no, never mind. I I would take that back because we didn't do a Thanksgiving podcast. So yes, then we. Thank you. So then we did. So then we talked about it the week before. And then your birthday would have been the next day. So, okay, okay. At, I, I, at I, I, 1.48 p.m., I she sent me, happy birthday, you old bitch. Well, well, thank you, bitch. And that was at, on November 19th. So. So, anyways. Okay. Keep, keep phone out. Did Mr. X send it? Did Mr. X send us in questions for this week? Or are we going to read his questions from last week? Or both? Uh, he sent this on December 2nd. That would be last week, Dominic. Well, it was a new message. Nice. See you oh, check look, eight twenty-six p.m. There you go. Once again, from ten minutes ago, he heard the he heard the jingle. It reverberated throughout his system, and he was like, "Oh, I should send in a question." So I have two weeks of questions. So we got read? two fucking. We you know we gotta. Oh wait, gotta I didn't read up. these last week. You didn't read them last week. You read two weeks ago's last week. Hang on, let's double check here. Hang on, kids. Yeah, Dominic, if it says it's a new message, obviously you didn't read it. You haven't opened it yet. All right, we'll skim through the last weeks and then just get to next week's. Okay, or this week's. Uh, let's see what's going on. What's going on, dude? The expansion of the college football playoffs can only be a good thing, right? And do you think they can come up with something equal to March Madness for basketball? Um, yeah, I'm not a college person. I'm trying to get into Gonzaga just because, you know, that's the, apparently the cool thing to fucking do here. But I just can't get well, you into guys it. get disappointed like you always do. Exactly. Which I saw uh, Gonzaga plays, uh, I think, either Santa Clara or SF State, one of the two. You know, I'm so maybe. Pretty uh, sure it's not SF State. Just saying, you know, maybe uh, you, know, you watch the game together or something. Maybe, maybe, but maybe, maybe. Uh, expanding the playoffs to 12 games. I like it. Um, it, well, it's kind of like a, you know, double-edged sword. Cause it's like Georgia against whoever would be like the 12th seed or something. Uh, let's just say North Carolina, like obviously North Carolina would have absolutely zero chance to beat Georgia. So it's like those early games, I don't know what the parody would exactly be. You know, maybe someone pulls it out their ass and it'd be fun, 
but I do wonder how chalky those, you know, early games would be, especially when there's like just like this year, it's like Georgia and Michigan and kind of like everybody else. So, I mean, I'm down for it. It, it gives more teams the opportunity and also kind of bolsters conference champions because now, you know, Utah would definitely be in there. Clemson would be in there. Whether you think they are going to win is, you know, beside the point. But, um, and then the March Madness thing, I just, I don't see it happening. Like March Madness is just its own thing. Like it literally has two full days, almost like four full days of basketball, just back to back to back to back. And it just like takes over. And it's during March. The only thing that's happening at that point is March Madness where college football, you know, there's still base, there's still basketball. There's still hockey. There's still, you know, playoff NFL games or late season NFL games. So it doesn't have the spotlight on it. Like the, uh, college basketball does well and also you can't really have that many football games back to back to back because yeah, and you're not gonna you and, you're not gonna and you're not gonna simulcast playoff games like it's gonna be yeah. a playoff game like maybe maybe they'll overlap some but maybe you'll have like four playoff games one day and then four playoff games the next day like you're not gonna have all eight or whatever it would be six or i i forget how it is but i think like the first four are gonna buy or something but obviously it's not gonna be just wall-to-wall action like Every single minute, every single second is stuff. Yeah, whatever. Moving on. Exactly. Oh, we're moving on. Okay, moving on. Will Degrom be a good fit for the Rangers next season? Kind of talked about that, and it's a good fit. I mean, they need pitching, so if he stays healthy and he does his thing, and the Rangers can give him some backup because the Mets never did that, it'll be a good fit. But they still got the Astros in that division. It's gonna be tough to get over that. Okay. In the NHL, Boston nineteen and three. The New Jersey. Oh, I'm sorry. I can't. I'm fucking falling asleep here, and I'm trying to read the shit. I'm sorry. <clears throat> in the NHL, Boston nineteen and three, and New Jersey nineteen and four, battling out on the best record for the best record in the league while leading their divisions. Boston also still hasn't lost a home game this season yet. In the West, Dallas is atop the current set. <laughs> Dallas is the top. The Central, currently. There's too many back-to-back seats, goddammit. In the Pacific, Vegas maintains their dominant lead. Thoughts and prayers have to go out to the Pittsburgh defensive Chris Lee Tang, who will be out for the indefinite amount of time after suffering a second stroke in less than a decade. Goddamn. Peace and peace. Sad quack-quack. Sad quack-quack. Um, what exactly do you think the end game will be with Sammy and the bloodline, and how much do you think Kevin Owens will play into it? Um, he's definitely going to play a role in it. Now, I don't know if Kevin Owens is going to be the reason either Sammy turns in the bloodline or the bloodline turns on Sammy, but K, um, KO is definitely going to play an integral part. You know, the rumors are maybe Sammy wrestles at elimination chamber or KO wrestles at elimination chamber or something. And then they have the tag team match with the Usos at WrestleMania. I'm not like in love with that scenario. Cause that would put, you know, the, the bloodline story wrapping it up in the next few months, but um, yeah, I, I think, I think it's definitely going to end this year. I, I still am kind of thinking Sammy winning the title from Roman is kind of like the best possible outcome, but I know That's you got the rock, happen. you got the Cody. Gonna, yeah. It's not going to happen. So, but you don't need, I mean, Roman doesn't need to lose the title at WrestleMania. You can have Sammy beat him at uh SummerSlam or, if you want to do it on one of those B-level pay-per-views, which would be pretty cool. 
Meh. Meh. With Ronda's title reign not really wowing people and Bianca doing the group thing more often than not, it's a time to unify the women's title. Well, according to Brandon, less titles. Is no better. more titles. So, so yes, unify the women's division into one giant division with one title and you keep and you let Bianca have the title because Ronda sucks. And yeah. Well, I mean, you got the men's singles and tag team divisions combined. So it would make sense for you to already have just one women's tag team, which, oh yeah, damage controls the champions. Even though there's not really a division going on right now. But um, you could combine them. Not right now. I think you can do that maybe at a SummerSlam or a Survivor Series or something. Um, maybe a WrestleMania again if you want to, you know, make it around till next year. If you have, maybe you know, they teased it on Raw. You have Rhea beat Bianca. You have Becky beat uh, Ronda, or Becky beats Ronda. Rhea beats Bianca. You hold that off. You wait until next year, two years from now at WrestleMania. Combine them. Rhea beats Becky. I don't know. Who knows? If we get that far, but I can see that. Last but not least, is Claudio going to win the Ring of Honor World Title back at Final Battle? No. Okay. On to this week's Mister X's questions of the week. Of them. Hey. Yay. Are y- all these yay? I'm trying to say like what is yay backwards? Yeah. Or hey backwards. Want to be yeah. That will say without a yeah, yeah. Got to go to the Google Translate again. Anyways, continue. Are all these MLB teams spending crazy money because they can, or do they believe they're making investments in the future of their clubs? And how much does this show the discrepancy between small and big market teams? Well, I can tell you right now, is a huge discrepancy, huge, monumentally huge. Yeah. Hmm. Sounded like yay. yeah, yay. Sounded like yay. Shut the fuck up. It's a huge discrepancy. Small teams can't afford the big names, yay. and the big names don't want to go to the small teams because they can't afford them. So you're less likely to see teams like. Would you consider but, the A's a small market? Uh, they're one of the smallest. Okay, I mean, I just figured because they're in California, the Oakland. Everyone knows the Oakland Athletics. You know, big. You know, they used to be a big name and now they're whatever um but you you could say the san diego padres are a small market team and yet they are spending out the fucking wazoo exactly see so i think it's just you know difference in opinions but um i i think they all when whenever you sign somebody to a fucking max contract you always have the best intentions that i think this will you know give us the opportunities in years to come. Does that really work out? Look at Bobby Vanilla. You know, I don't think that will ever. A lot, Still a lot an of, integral part to the New York Mets payroll. Exactly. But I don't think, you know, for every max, con- for every 10 max contracts, maybe like two or three will actually pan out to be, you know, worth it. So, you know, going back a few years, like during the Bryce Harper days, we saw, Maybe teams are a little more hesitant to kind of spend that type of money, but now it's kind of flipped the other way to where they are spending a lot of that money. I mean, there is a ton of really good young talent in MLB right now, so it's no shock to why they're doing that. But we do see the discrepancy of 
I mean, just right now, you know, it was the Mets, Yankees, Phillies, Padres, which is kind of the outlier, and the Cardinals were the teams that, you know, signed the big the big fish right now. So, I mean, and we talked about the Padres are signing everybody, so it's not like it's crazy that they did that. So, I mean, there's like a core, let's just say eight teams that are in contention to sign that, but like the Yankees, Dodgers are kind of like above the rest. And it just kind of everybody else and you kind of get the scraps and yeah. So there, there's definitely a hierarchy and you can say if it's bad or good, you know, the, the Rays have kind of figured it out on, on a shoestring budget, but as a fan of a team who doesn't spend anything, they like literally have a no, no payroll right now. And they're probably going to sh- trade their best player, Sean Murphy during the off season or a cup of coffee. Well, they should get something in return because he got. I mean, he's a gold glover. He can play pretty much any well, bat in any position. I just don't know what you would get in return for him because the A's just have so many holes at this moment. Unproven, let's say unproven players. But anyways, next question. So far, Deshaun Watson is working out on the field for Cleveland. But even if they continue their winning ways, is it worth the stigma of his alleged off the field transgressions? Well, uh, let's just, I mean, Cleveland Browns might have won that game. It was not the Cleveland offense, it was the Cleveland defense. They scored three touchdowns on their own, and the Cleveland offense didn't score a single fucking point. Maybe they kicked a field goal or something, but they did not do anything. That was all the defense, and the throws Deshaun was making was hot garbage. <laughs> Kind of getting the little Russell Wilson vibes right now, but but could you bring that up to being? He hasn't played playing. seven. He hasn't played in seven hundred days, and being. But he also, but is... he also looked terrible in the preseason too. So it's not like we didn't see this coming. Okay, okay, okay. And also, fuck Sean Watson. Okay, even though I might be starting him on my in my playoff run. That's neither here nor there. Is it time for Brady to finally retire after this season? Sure, they pulled out the win against the Saints, but his latest tirade on the sideline, plus the lackluster season for the Buccaneers this season, not to mention his divorce, which has to be playing on his mind, make me doubt if he's still the elite level. It's Tom fucking Brady. Let's be real here. He After he got that divorce, seemed to be a different guy. It's Tom Brady. Goat. He's the real goat. Not James. Not James. Not no. James. Definitely not James. If I saw that guy, I'd punch him in the face. Well, that might be a, a hate crime, but go on. Okay, fine. I would I would knock out the food in his hands and then run away. Okay. That's just petty. Petty. Tom Brady, that's what we're talking about. Um oh, and there, there was there was a report or a rumor that maybe he's gonna sign back with the Patriots. I I don't know. Um, maybe he signs with the 49ers because Jimmy G can't stay on the field. He is Dominic said he's Tom Brady. He'll play as long as he wants to. Um, it's going to be impossible to kind of get that Super Bowl send off if he really wants it. That's really what he wants to do. But, you know, he's like, this is like his worst statistical season. I think ever or by far you know, in a while, but. Uh, I. We'll see what happens. I would not be shocked if he plays again next year. Don't know what oh. team for, but won't be shocked Oakland if he plays Raiders. again. Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders. He plays in the XFL. 
Yes. Oh, that'd be funny. All right. In NHL news, Boston not only reigns supreme over the Atlantic Division, but all of the NHL with the best record in the league at 21 and 3 in the Metropolitan. New Jersey maintains a dominant lead over the rest of that division. In the West, Winnipeg stands strong and first in the Central. The defending champion Avalanche aren't doing horrible, but they linger in the middle of the pack right now. Time will tell if they can catch fire like they did midway through the season last year, which led them to the Stanley Cup. In the Pacific, the Golden Knights hold a four-game lead over the surprise of the season, in my opinion, the Seattle Kraken. Sadly for me, my Anaheim hold the mighty Ducks quack quack. Quack quack. Currently have the worst record in the NHL at 7-17. Two single tier. Longtime captain of the Washington Capitals, Alex Ovechkin, is just four goals away from reaching his eight, reaching the 800 goal mark for his career. He is currently third on all-time list behind Gretzky at 894 and Gordy Howie at 801. Or Gordy Howe. Howie. Or Howe. How? How? Dominic, you show some respect to Gordy Howe. He's, he's a legend. That, fuck that bitch. Whoa, 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 whoa. His 787th. Don't goal disrespect Mr. Hockey like that. Fuck Mr. Hockey. See, see Mr. X, I got some I got some hockey knowledge. Okay, stop trying to spew like stop trying to flex your fucking little hockey penis for Mr. X, okay? He likes us. Don't try to out, you know, don't try to sprinkle in. And Johnny, knowledge. Johnny likes hockey too. Shout out Johnny. Quack quack. Quack quack. Uh let's see. His 787th goal set the record for the most goals with one franchise, and his 793rd goal surpassed the great one with most goals scored on the road for a career 404. Shout out, Ovi. All righty then. On a wrestling. Will Randy Orton return to the ring in the next year, or will he retire from injury competition after news of his back surgery? I think anything is possible. Anything is possible, except for Tyler playing video games with us. Yes, I highly doubt that will happen. But um, stay tuned, everybody. You know, possible stream coming. When it comes to your back, you know, it's kind of important. If he has young kids, he probably wants to be able to do things with them. So will he return to the ring? I hope so. That's just my selfish thing. But I wouldn't be upset if he retired just because I would want him to be able to be able to walk upright and not have to be in a wheelchair or anything. So, you know. Whatever happens, happens. Yeah, I mean, I hope Randy Orton were, would be able to come back. Uh, definitely, like, on a limited basis, probably. I don't know the full extent to his back injury, but hopefully he can get, you know, come back and at least just kind of tie a bow on the on the Matt Riddle stuff, just because it was so great that I kind of want to see that come to an end. I mean, maybe not exactly like a full-fledged feudal match, but just kind of if Randy just rides Riddle's about sunset. to win the championship, and Randy comes, RKO's him, and walks out. Him and Randy go holding hands, riding off into the sunset on their scooters. It'd be beautiful. And then I back my Jeep into them. <laughs> That's <a> callback. <laughs> That's funny. Is uh, Ricky Sirks the next AEW champion after MJF? And now that he has the dynamite diamond ring, will that help continue this feud for the next few months, hopefully? Uh, I think it'll be fine. I mean, I don't think Ricky Starks right now at this moment should be the next in line for the title. But then again, I don't know who is you go back to Moxley, you go to Danielson, you can go to Yuta, you can go to Claudio, you can go to, you can go back to Jericho for all that fucking means. But 
you know, that's kind of the, the issue in AEW is you have all this talent, you know, you can't do anything with any of them if you don't give them time and, you know, to, to build they got all them personas. teeth and no toothbrush. Exactly. Fucking Bobby Boucher. So it's kind of like, you know, I think picking Ricky is a good start, but I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think he'll be next. Yeah, I don't see him winning the title uh, next week. I do wonder because it is title and ring on the line. I don't know if they're going to do some like weird shenanigans to where Ricky wins by DQ where he gets the ring, but then he doesn't get the title, which that'd be stupid, but I wouldn't be shocked if they do that. Um, Just have MGF win. And I've been talking about this a lot of the other podcasts, Dominic, but what are your thoughts? I kind of forget how you feel about this, but MJF holds the title forever. They do the whole 2024 thing. He holds it up. Eddie Kingston's the one to beat him for it. I'd fucking kill Tony Khan. I'd fucking kill him. That's right. You don't like Eddie Kingston for whatever reason. I don't know why. You could have picked anyone else. I don't know why you hate Eddie Kingston so much. I don't know. It's just easy to hate the guy. I just think he has, you know, one of the best promos out there, and he's very he has a great job of connecting with the fans. And the underdog story. I like, he needs a better, I just don't like his technique. I don't like his. Damn, Dominic, Dominic hates the all Japan Kings Road style. Hot take. Yeah. I like strong style. New Dominic, new Japan guy. Fuck all Japan. All about new Japan. <laughs> uh, anyways, last but not least, this may just be. Gosh, shit. I, I can't fucking read right now. Cliche? No, I can't fucking read. And it's fucking, I'm so fucking tired. Oh, okay. Here we go. <clears throat> We're almost there, Dominic. Home stretch. This just may be a cautious optimism. But will we see Asuka go back to her Kana gimmick and become the unstoppable force she once was in NXT? after some of her late latest social media posts. Yeah, I don't know what to make of those tweets, Dominic. And you know, you, I don't know if you saw them, but it's just like her. She looks like the Joker, kind of. Oh, it's just, yeah, it's just her, like, tweeting out photos of her back in her Japan days. And it's, yeah. and like, very cryptic, like, saying goodbye and all these different things. So I don't know what that means. You know, Kyrie's over there in uh, stardom and New Japan and doing her thing over there being champion. Looks like she's going to face... Uh, Sasha Banks, we'll tackle that in a little bit, but no, uh, I'm probably gonna fall asleep. Well, I'm, okay. Down thoughts on Sasha Banks going to New Japan allegedly. They invited her. They didn't say she's wrestling. Uh, I said allegedly. Good for her. Okay. okay. As long as she doesn't go to AEW, I don't give a fuck where she goes. Rare. Want her back in the WWE, you know, especially with this new blood. But you know, whatever. I mean, I think the Oscar, as much as Oscar is like fun and she's a good wrestler, it is like getting a little stale. It's just her being like the Japanese lady who screams all the time. So if she can kind of make her more serious, I am all for that. But if she goes somewhere else, I'm all for that too. As long as it's not AEW, right? Yeah, because apparently Dominic has a thing against AEW right now. Where's my free tickets, Tony? I can't afford your shows anymore. Jeez. Apply for a, a a media credential and go to the Seattle show. Okay, but I don't get free tickets. 
Well, you get a media pass, you get access into the building and into the media section. And I just stay in the room while everyone's out watching the show. I'm sitting in the room like, hmm, I wonder what's going on right now. I don't get media passes either, Dom, because I don't know how it works. I'm just going to DM, you know, Nala Rose. Be like, hey, girl, hook a brother up. I'll be part of your baddie section, Nyla Rose. Damn, Don, no, Dominic was a Nyla Rose simp. For free tickets, I will do anything. Cool. Anything. anything. So let's hurry up and quickly go through everything because I'm falling asleep, so hurry up. Man, it's been a while since we've had a sleepy Dominic episode. That's um, it for Mr. X Questions of the Week. Yeah, that's it. If you want to be like him, curveballncs at gmail.com. Curveballncs at fucking Twitter and Instagram. Curveballs and shots, whatever. I'm fucking sorry. You know, you know, rest up tomorrow. Big day for Dominic. Right? What's, Dom- what's Dominic doing tomorrow? I don't know. The gauntlet's getting back together. Possibly. Doubt Maybe. It. We'll see. Uh, but we will go through it quick. Nothing, not too much to speak of. We did have the MJF Ricky Starks promo. Uh, Stalks going to wrestle MJF next week. I thought this was fantastic. Ricky apparently said he just kind of winged it, and that wasn't like a scripted or a bullet point type promo. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I know maybe Dominic is kind of wondering why Starks is in this position right now, but I think it's a great spot for Starks to, you know, get oh his chance. God. Did you see who debuted on AEW? Trent Seven, shout out, Mustache oh Mountain. God. Oh my gosh. John so Moxley bled all over the place. Like, Dominic, you know, settle your tea kettle. Even though Miro needs to be out there. I like House of Black coming back. Uh, but I love this promo. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, maybe not a star making performance by Starks, but definitely uh, an open your eyes and like, you know, this this dude is something. Thoughts? Nah. All right, he's not something. Dominic on a fuck Ricky Starks now, apparently. Ricky Starks is a bitch. Everyone AW is a bitch. Then we got uh, dinner taking Phillips gimmick. Oh, God. Is he saying I love Ricky Starks? I want to suck his dick. Well, that was, you know, he used to be a you know, the heel back in the day. He'd bury the elite and WWE is great and AEW sucks and New Japan sucks. I don't understand him, dude. Like fucking this whole like you do a podcast. It's not a TV show. You're not a fucking like no one listens and goes, oh, my God, Phillips, a bad guy. Oh, I'm cheering. I'm cheering for the good guy, Brandon, or whatever the chick's name is, or you know, fucking nerdy dude, whatever his Shout name is. Shout out Katie. Shout out Brian. Not Brian, the other nerdy dude. Mitchell. Mitchell. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Right, right, Mitchell. Oh, he did? Well, in the BCU. Wow. You guys just fucking killed him. Wow. Yeah. I mean, did did Philip beat him and he had to retire him? Yeah, fucking, he buried him alive. Fucking dork. Anyways, um, we got William Regal's final AEW appearance, apparently, as they try to explain his actions towards Moxley at full gear. But he was pre-taped it because he thought something would happen to him in case something happened to him. But then something did happen to him. And then Moxley just kind of shrugged it off and didn't acknowledge it because maybe Moxley understands how fucking stupid this whole thing is. And I mean, God bless him. Uh, I did not like this. I thought it was so stupid. I think they're in a tough situation with William Regal and him leaving and going back to WWE. And 
the story itself does didn't make a whole lot of sense to begin with and them trying to kind of write their way out of it. They did not do a good job. They should have just not aired this, had William Regal get killed off television, and he rides off back to Stanford. Dominic. Man, he's a bitch. No, I'm joking. There we go. Uh, <laughs> but now he's um, cool because he's going back to Triple H. Going back right? to Papa, Papa H. Pa- Papa Trips. Papa Trips. Man, I mean, I, I'm, I'm, I, I appreciate John Moxley for kind of just not acknowledging that kind of stuff, because when you start acknowledging shit, that's this makes to me, to me, it makes the product, you know, trash. Uh, anything on Regal going back to WWE? Love like, it. Of course you do. Any thoughts on uh, Tegan Knox back in WWE, Dominic? Love it. I bet you do. Is it Tegan Knox or is it just Knox? I or believe it it's Te- Tegan Knox, and she helped out your girl Shotzi. I know, but Dream you know, Team. But when she when she got called up originally, what Dream she Team? Just, what she was just what what she was just Knox. Remember, it was fucking stupid, and then they got released, and then yeah, eh, well, T's and P's to Knox. Now it's Tegan Knox, hopefully. And good thing her it's Mitchin Mia Yim, and not just Mitchin, or just Mia, or just Yim. Or what was her retribution name? Reckoning. Reckoning. Stupid. Uh, Finally, in the main event for Dynamite, we had the Acclaim defending their AEW tag titles against FTR. And Acclaim get the win. Uh, I thought it was a really good match, kind of establishing Acclaim with like a serious wrestling tag team. Not a a super clean win, uh, you know, roll-up finish. I enjoyed it, FTR. You know, did the scissoring at the end, and then we get the the random ass boys telling FTR they're gonna have a double dog collar match against the Briscoes at ROH on Saturday. So, Ooh. uh, you know, the ending was like whatever, but I I really did enjoy this tag team match, and I wonder what the acclaim are gonna keep on doing because you got Swerve and Glory, you know, they're telling that story. FTR they kind of just wrote them off as like they've been you know number one contenders pretty much all year. They have all these titles and they never get a title shot. So they finally did. And then they lost. I mean, Hardy Boy's in the comeback, right? Well, Matt said Jeff is doing everything he needs to do. There we go, right? Here you go. All right. That is it, everybody. Thank you all for tuning in. If you would like to be a part of the, the discussion, Curveballs and CS on Twitter and or Instagram, tweet us. DM us, comment, share, like, whatever. Curveball and CS. If you want to email us, just like old Mr. X, curveball and CS at gmo.com. All the pertinent links are in the description of said podcast. Shout out the goat James Draws. Shout out Nyla Rose for the media passes. Shout out Mr. X. Shout out Johnny Roca. Shout out everybody. Shout out Spokane Valley and hang on, Gonzaga. Hang on. Check, check checking the uh, checking the curveballs and check shots on uh, Facebook. Hang on. Shout out to that one guy 20 years ago who who messaged about Apollo Crews for whatever reason. Apollo Crews facing off Braun Breaker for the NXT title at deadline this week. Good for him. Luckily, I don't have to do a fucking uh, post show for that on the other podcast because I'm not exactly watching NXT all that much. But uh, our reach on Saturday as well, Army Navy. I'm on Navy minus two and a half and the under it's hit 16 years in a row. It's definitely not going to, you know, not hit this year because I'm finally betting it, but uh, go Portugal, Forza Portugal, Portugal. There you go. I kind of sent a Portuguese there. 
Um, yeah. Hopefully England beats France. Not in love with that. But uh, anyways, Dominic, yes. No, I'm just going through the fucking the three people that have ever messaged us. The first guy, the first guy back in 2019. Oh, that was eons ago. It's like a different world. Hey, what's up, man? Where are you guys located? Oh, we hold on. I forgot. Speaking of shout outs, we need to uh, shout out our boy, our new follower on Instagram that we uh, oh, yeah. befriended on uh, on Rocky League. Yeah. Everybody go on TikTok and follow AB Knockdown on, on TikTok. We'll put his won't, link. Won't be disappointed. We will put his. Yeah, great content. He's a, a Madden Madden franchise guy. Madden cat. Got the Seahawks. Let's get to it. Yeah. Yeah. For his first career catch. yeah. Good for him. He got, you found that booty for that first career catch. But anyways, uh, shout out AB knockdown. We were dicking around on Fortnite or Rocket league. And he told us to follow him and, but we held him hostage and said, not if you follow it, not until you follow curveballs and chair shots on TikTok. So shout out that guy. He does football stuff. So but this, this guy said, Hey man, what's up? Where are you guys located? I said, what's going on, brother? What's going <laughs> on, brother? <laughs> we are located in the Bay a few miles south of Oakland. No response. Then you got... Uh, Can we dox that person? No, we probably shouldn't. Uh, let's see. This guy... Oh, I guess... I. I oh, that was how... Solo Sequoia. So, Solo Sequoia in the DMs. That's what it was. That's... No? No, I, I, don't, I don't understand. The... Oh, I, I guess... When I did the little ad, it sent people things, and you know, it said uh, you did some wrote, sort of like call and response. Yeah, because because I know I didn't, I know I did not message this person, but it says hi name. Please let us know how we can help you. And I'm like, what the fuck? But it says good late Saturday night. Got a cue. Do you think Apollo Cruz ever become a champion on Raw? And how would I get a shirt? New fan from Fresno, and then I just, you know. Is Apollo Cruz a champion? Was he? He was U.S. No, IC champion, or was he U.S. IC. champion? He was ice both. I think he's been both. But that was, te- I mean, that's technically on SmackDown. If it would be technical, I believe he was IC champion and U.S. champion. It looks like when was that? Uh, sent in. Oh, that was sent in. Uh, Twenty nineteen. I guess he he was born in uh Sacramento. Good for him. But uh, titles. Can we get some titles? Somewhere on his Wikipedia page, championships and accomplishments. There we go. And then this one, it said the same thing like, Hi, so let us know how we can help you. And then, you know, I guess we send them, uh, I guess Facebook sent them a, uh, the latest episode, which was episode 108. I'm tired of these motherfucking planes on Apple Podcast. Great episode. Great and episode. Back in the old days when we do it outside in the backyard. Trip said Damn. hello. And I said hello there. He said, Do you wrestle? Question mark. I said, we are an up and coming sports wrestling podcast, but we both have backgrounds in multiple sports and wrestling. Didn't say amateur wrestling, so you know, I didn't want to, you know. And then he says, I want to join wrestling with WWE. I said, Are you a wrestler? And he's no, but I want to get training. And then I was like, BTW, big time wrestling, shout out, based on new work is a good place shout to start. Out. The okay, other podcast, would you the give other me wrestling locations? From them. Sorry, yeah, pretty much. And then, okay, would you give me wrestling locations in California, please? And then I gave him like fucking four recommendations. No response after that. No response. Damn. Well, I really thought, I really thought Facebook would take off a lot easier than fucking Twitter, but I guess Twitter's where it's at. 
I keep telling you Twitter's where it's at. Well, when's the last time you even like did anything on Facebook? It's been a minute. It's been this year, but it's because I, I stopped fucking tweeting out the episodes because, you know, unless we had like a really catchy title, I would have to fucking just type some bullshit out to get some responses. And, you know, it's just, it's hard work, man. I don't see how these people do it. Tough, tough. But you know what? At least might, our, might, you know, just we're still doing this. it. We're still here. We're still doing it. Might just outsource it all. Unlike some, unlike, you know, other frenemy podcasts out there. We have oh, been no, MIA. No, no longer frenemy, just straight enemy. Straight enemy. Got a lot of enemies. But anyways, thank y'all. This is a long ending, even though I thought Dominic was tired and was trying to get the fuck out of here. Thank y'all, everyone, for tuning in. Shout out to studio audience and the mascot. No appearances by them, unless they like to make a last minute appearance. And well, in that case, goodbye and good night. Uh, bye bye. Evolution is a mystery.